Stripped down, know nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right. Whether they make you smile or frown, from have you seen my love to upside down, we're it's all been done. The podcast. All the clocks will stop and all the jeans will cream Christ. at the sight of my co-host Evan. He'll be incorporated and he'll be imitated and overrated, but that doesn't bother him. It's my co-host. Saker. Never has, never will, my friend. You said, uh, Jesus Christ, that all the jeans will cream. Why? We'll get into that when we actually review the song. I don't want to. I don't want to blow my load prematurely. <laughs> you don't want to cream your jeans right no. off the bat here. <laughs> what would a a Saker imitator look like? Saker imitator. You know, somebody dressed as Halloween for me maybe two years ago. Somebody dressed as Halloween for you. Someone dressed as Halloween for me. What I would said, a Halloween imitator look like? Um. A Halloween imitator. Uh, it looks like they're wearing the William Shatner mask, but it's turned right side out instead oh, of inside uh, out. Oh, at the movies, I want the, at the holiday, the imitator of yeah, the holiday. That's what I'm talking. I about. think it's just somebody wearing like a black trash bag, and they've stapled a bunch of like <laughs> leaves to it. It's a black trash bag, and it says uh, a "topical reference" on it. Yeah. What's <laughs> sexy a sexy topical? So, okay, reference. it's a black trash bag. They've they're wearing like a tunic, and it's like taped, duct taped all around their arms and legs, and then someone dumped candy. Mm. fun size candy bars oh, they're Halloween. inside of it and then they staple a bunch of leaves to the outside so you picture Halloween as let me count these things mm-hmm. collecting candy yeah fall yeah that's it trash bag trash bag <laughs> duct tape wait did you use a trash bag to collect candy when you were a kid no why would you I because that was your Halloween costume well I just wanted it'd be hard to wear like one of those like plastic pumpkins that kids use oh you were a plastic pumpkin boy what they make big pumpkin costumes yeah, but like a big plastic pumpkin candy bag. Yeah, maybe. Sack. Are we? Are we? Hold on. Let me think about this. Are we getting close to October with this episode? I think we might be. Yeah, we'd we be were... like mid-September here. Yeah, I think so. Mid. To that's late basically September. October for me. Yeah. Like October. <laughs> October I want to say starts I, end of August for you. I get my Halloween decorations uh, out as about as when I do it. <laughs> is about as when I do it. Has anyone ever dressed as Halloween for you? I don't know what that would be. Uh, I was a pillowcase boy. You get yeah. a lot of candy in a pillowcase. Oh yeah. Oh, you feel that up to the top that's i was i i did did you do trick-or-treating way later than you should have no because i what i did was the uh, hide in the yard and scare kids thing what the fuck you say that as if it's a thing that people do yeah don't you like sit, put on a like a old flannel and jeans and stuff stuff some straw on it make yourself no. look like put on you can make yourself look like put a big a mask on make yourself look like a like a scarecrow or like no, one of those things and then you too, pop up off the thing you don't scary. do it to like little fucking kids that's you do it to people who are trick-or-treating way later than they should okay that's fair right? i guess so i did that for like three or four years now i just hang around and give out full-size candy bars oh. come to my house for halloween i give out full-size candy bars and here's no here's the real hack is i don't do Halloween at my house? I go to your house, That's so I don't right. even have to buy candy bars. I know it's great. <laughs> I still get the uh, the applause from we children. Drink, uh, we drink mulled wine and hand out candy bars and, and eat uh, euros. Wine for the adults and eat yeah. euros. Yeah. yeah, it's a good time. That's how Halloween <laughs> should be. And then we watch Tales from the Crypt. Yes. Uh, oh man, that butter episode. Yep. Oh, my favorite. Let's eat do a Tales from the Crypt podcast. Yeah. Okay. Please. Pod from the Crypt. I love it. That's great. Way better than Brandon could lay. Tales from the pod. Tales from the Tales from the pod or pod from the crypt. I like pod from the crypt. I like pod from the crypt too. What about Tales Pod the cast? The cast the crypt. <laughs> what about Tales Pod the crypt? Tales the, Pod. 
from a pod. <laughs> I feel like every podcast should have the word pod or the word cast somewhere in the title, or else it's not a real yeah, podcast. Cast from the crypt, I like. This this our podcast is not a real pod. Oh no, our podcast is it's all but not a better committee's podcast. I forgot. Pod from the cast. Speaking of podcasts that aren't real podcasts, because they don't say pod or cast anywhere <laughs> in the title. <laughs> He's a podcaster whose very familiar-sounding podcast covers every single one of the songs of the Bare Naked Ladies in alphabetical order. For Bare Naked ABCs, today we have Tracy. Hi, Tracy. How are you? Hi, Tracy. How's it going? Oh, we're okay. We are cautiously all right. We are. I, I, I'm scared. This is the meeting of the minds that never should be, yeah. right? I'm very worried for you. I'm the one that always misspeaks and mispronounces words over on our podcast, uh-huh. and I feel like subliminally I am like affecting you guys right now. Yeah, you've you've infected Evan with your with your virus. Yeah. <laughs> the bad brain virus. My bad brain. <laughs> My bad brain hurt. Saker keeps trying to have a full-on like beef with your pod, and I don't think that that's really necessary. <laughs> he keeps flinging mud at you. <laughs> now we did. He keeps flinging mud. We, we we did bury the hatchet on your podcast episode seventy-eight. Fight the pow. I don't actually know if that's <laughs> the number, but. <laughs> Uh, Sounds about right. Yeah, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. But on Twitter, I truly, I, I've not dropped the beef. We've been beefing on Twitter lately. Oh. Somebody mentioned. Although it's pretty fun. It is fun. Ah, I guess. I guess. I have to admit well, that it's not mean spirited at all. You don't. You haven't seen the wall that he has in his his basement that has pictures of all of you on it and like X's for eyes and like. Uh, I've already eliminated Bobby long ago. He's not really part of your podcast anymore, right? And I'm working on Michelle. I have not Michelle been able to reach out to him in a long time, and I was wondering why. Huh? Interesting, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Michelle and Aaron are pretty much on the chopping block next. I got them off for a few weeks, uh, but yeah, now you must have done something to Michelle because she has not been act- active for quite some time either. Saker has it's been just... taking some long road trips, and he keeps asking me to come along. <laughs> I just walk up and he's throwing like crowbars and duct tape and tra- trash bags, duct tape, candy. Oh, he's <laughs> I'm Halloween. He thought he was preparing for Halloween. Yeah, I thought so. I thought in Maine it came a couple months early. Isn't that correct? <laughs> no, not correct. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. Tracy, why do you do this? <laughs> I love bare naked ladies and like. I, probably along the same lines as you, uh, I had been listening to a number of podcasts for quite some time. Uh, started out with listening to Alphabetical and then then finished that off. Uh, and then I started listening to Weird Alphabet. Kind of see a rhythm <laughs> going here, the, where I got the alphabetical idea from. Um, Wait, what is Alphabetical? I, like, I don't think I know that one. So Alphabetical is where they cover the Beatles songs ah, alphabetically. Sure. Okay. Checks out. But they finished that off quite some time ago. They they then did, went on to go to the uh, Star Wars Minute podcast. Oh, those are the Star Wars Minute guys. They oh. are. Well, two of them are. The other two come on randomly at times. Okay, got it. Okay, well, they see, they went on to much bigger and better things, because I've heard of the Star Wars Minute podcast, which, to be fair, is also an incredibly bad idea. Do you know what, Ev? They just do Star Wars one minute at a time? Yes, exactly. Uh, it's, it's the fad, right? The Minute podcast? Yeah, so bizarre to me, but... Yeah. Okay, so you, you listened to a bunch of, of podcasts, and then you decided to copy it exactly. Well, I, I figured, like, wait a minute. Saker, there's nothing out there for Bare Naked Ladies. Like, I searched high and low, and there was no Bare Naked Ladies podcast. I'm like, you know what? 
I could do that. Yeah. And do it you <laughs> did, my friend. See, you did way more research than we did, which is, hey, you want to make a podcast? Okay, cool. Let's make it. Let's uh, have the theming as a podcast that already exists that started a month before us. And let's name it a <laughs> podcast that already exists within our city. So let's just do the absolute worst job we can with this. Um, hey, it works. I get. Is this working? Does it, though? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. I have to say, I laugh out loud every time that I listen to you guys. Every time we open our mouths, <laughs> you laugh. Damn, son. All right. We did good. I mean, I don't get to listen to every episode because I don't want to hone in on what you guys have already said. So I'm I'm only catching up on the songs that you guys uh. have, that we've already covered, that you guys are then covering. So I'm going back and hitting, we're, we're now on F, so I'm going back and hitting the f's at this point sure well so, yeah well listeners if, if this is working hashtag this be working uh if it's not working uh don't say anything because you aren't listening to this podcast so like i was gonna say hashtag this be jerking <laughs> hashtag this be jerking is pretty but good no though. one's gonna be no one would do if that if you search for hashtag this be jerking i think there's a Yorkie, lot of gifs out there you can... three one six 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 could yeah. uh could write that sure lots of videos um but uh yeah so i mean when we when we heard of your podcast i was like well, we fucked up, but alphabetical seems like a weird way to do it. But I think we both have strengths and weaknesses here because we are doing it in a way that makes more sense, I think. But we burned through all the good shit. Like, we're done. <laughs> this is just this is a mountain of shit ahead hey, of us. Hey, speak for yourself. Okay, you're right. You I cannot wait for more vanishing. Kevin Hearn songs. Vanishing all day long. <laughs> Meanwhile, you guys are doing it in a very strange uh, way, but you have a lot to look You have your whole lives ahead of you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yes. Forever. And then, then of course, it's going to be fun once we get to the end and we have to go back somehow and cover the ones that have come out since we've started. Mm, so That's the only bad for that's the did they have that trouble on the Beatles cast? Were they did they start it in 1960? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they really did. a. Maybe they started recording them on vinyl and then started releasing <laughs> them. There's uh, Comedy Bang Bang just released. Um, there's a segment, a very famous segment, uh, with starring Adam uh, Adam Scott and Harris Whittles and Chelsea Peretti. Uh, that they just released a vinyl version of that like half hour of one of their podcasts, which blows my mind. Podcasts do exist on vinyl, so <laughs> a funny joke, but real now. Um, Tracy, what? Why? That sounds like a bare naked lady lyric. Well, a funny joke, joke but now but it's re- real. But real now. <laughs> a funny joke, but, but now real it's real. <laughs> Um, Vinganzo. I love to. Watch. I loved it because it. I don't know if you guys downloaded Stevens out. Al- well, the album that he just released, but he did it live. Oh yes, I did. But when he's he's playing the the Brian Wilson song, and halfway through he hits the line about record shops, mm-hmm. and he stops, <laughs> and he turns around to Liam and he starts picking on Liam for using Stevens' account, his Twitter account, to make statements about vinyl he's like they're not called vinyls (laughs) they're called records (laughs) they're called records nobody calls it a vinyl shop i suppose vinyl shop is a very different type of shop. oh yes (laughs) vinyl shop (laughs) is it right next door to the leather store that's Uh, late night leather store (laughs) late night leather shop (laughs) that would be king of bedside manor probably he would would visit that That riding crop late night riding crop (laughs) late night leather shop damn there's a good very good ladies lyric we got it damn it uh, Tracy, what got you into the band Bare Naked Ladies? 
Oh, is that what I was supposed to answer earlier? Oh, that would have made sense. It, it wasn't. I'm just, I have, literally my first note for you is why did you do this? So you got that, you did it fine. But I'm just curious why you got into the band. What got you into them? Well, I had a friend of mine that used to be a singer and we were just kind of hanging out one day. She had to go get ready for her, for her gig. So she's like, you know what? Go here. I'm going to pop in this song for you, this album. And just just give it a listen. It's nothing you've ever heard before. Uh, and I had just gotten out of college, and they had come to me, but I didn't realize it. I wish I had. I listened to Gordon from beginning to end, and it was like nothing I had ever heard before. Sure. Um, any one of the songs was just original. <laughs> and it just, like, wrapped me in. And I listened to that ad nauseum for probably a good two years. Uh-huh. Every time at which point you blacked out when you listened and woke up when Dat Fodder started playing, when they started doing the outtakes. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yes. oh, yeah. And, and you somehow... Hey, did you guys cover Dat Fodder, by the way? We did sort of. We didn't do it as Dat Fodder. We covered it in Crazy, mm, but we... That was the right way to do it, it because it's the same... Wait. Did I say a separate song? That was the wrong way to do it. I, it's been so long that I don't even remember what side I'm on. Okay, sorry. Wait, is this a different song or the same song? What I, I say same song. Okay, well you then, yeah. different songs. All right, sorry, Tracy. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Although I have to back you up a little bit, Saker, on that argument that when they play it in concert, they don't play the sec the, any of the extra from hmm. Dat Fodder. And they do play both parts of Crazy together, correct? No, they don't. Well, they pr- they no, they don't. They fuck, separate fuck, that fuck, even fuck, out. Fuck, yeah, fuck. I made that argument already. <laughs> God damn it, Tracy! You're not. Help- I'm cutting this off from the <laughs> yeah. podcast. It's fine. No worries. Apparently, I'm correct. Yeah. Even though I switch sides and then switch back. <laughs> this is a real insider baseball episode. We're just talking about past episodes of our podcast. Yeah, my life changed forever, and then it a, lot, a lot of the old stuff they used to play. They used to do crazy, but they would back it up with uh, Fox on the Run afterwards. Oh, so, well, hmm. that is a, a piece of trivia that we never talk about because we don't know shit like that so thank you um so, You're welcome. yeah so you listened to gordon and then you just sort of went from there yeah and then after that like i listened to that for for a good two years and then that's about the time that stunt came out and i was in grad school and who needs sleep and all those and alcohol and all that were really hitting hard mm. on, on what i was dealing with at the time and so i was like you know what? This is the, it. Really spoke to me, and I just listened to that, and I wore out the first disc. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you do that, but I did. I, <laughs> I literally wore out that first disc and had to buy a second disc. Um, and that's when I just like dove deep into them, um, and just from there, just became a huge fan. I see. I, I like see. to. You can wear them out pretty easy. I like to throw a big handful of sand into the six disc CD player before I play mine. Get all the nice little skips. Uh-huh. You like those? <laughs> yeah. You're not supposed to do that to make it sound like vinyl? Yeah. Make it all skips and pops? <laughs> Nobody calls it vinyl, yeah. Tracy. Jesus. <laughs> He's talking about something else. Oh, he is. He wants it to sound crinkly like yes. when you're wearing... Yeah. Cellophane? <laughs> Cellophane, yeah. Um, <laughs> Tracy, we called you here today to talk about a very important song. We are starting today the album Everything to Everyone. So let's talk about the first song off that album. Today's song is called Celebrity, and if you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample. Don't call me a zero, I'm gonna be a hero. Like Phil Esposito or the 
Thank All you, right, man. Tracy, is your, this your first time hearing the song <laughs> Celebrity? No, I've I've listened to this album quite a bit. I bought this album when it first came out uh-huh. and listened to it probably a good four or five times. But the sad thing about it was I was convincing myself about how much I was going to love this this album. Oh, really? Um, I absolutely loved Maroon. I absolutely loved Stunt. And so when this came out and I listened to it the first time, I was like, oh. And so I, I listened to it like two, three more times after that to really kind of grind in, like, I am going to love this. Um, and I did. I did to, I did get to love it more and more right. as it went through. Um and over the years, it's grown on me quite a bit, but it never has hit the level that Maroon and Stunt ever hit. Sure, sure. Yeah, those are, I I think I would agree. Actually, our stories are weirdly similar. I think after Maroon, I was like, well, Burning Ladies are fun, but I think I might be done with them. And then my parents knew that I really liked Stunt and Maroon, and so they got me everything to everyone for Christmas that year. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll get into this. So I, I had just gotten an Xbox 360, so I ripped it to the Xbox 360 hard drive because you could rip CDs to the hard drive back then. And I would play mm-hmm. hundreds of hours of Xbox 360 and I would never listen to the game soundtracks. I would just listen to this and the two other albums I had ripped to my Xbox 360 hard So I've probably heard this album probably a hundred so times. So what video game was this the best soundtrack to? I, truly, I only played Team Fortress 2 back then. So, so it was, t- the answer to my question is <laughs> Team, Team Fortress, Fortress 2. 2. Yes, that's correct. I would just play... T- <laughs> I would, like... It's a shooting, like, multiplayer shooting game, so I would just fucking, like, shoot people to death with celebrity playing in the mm-hmm. background, like, the least apropos... That's probably what they were thinking of when they wrote the song. I think so. Next time for you, we're gonna hit a lot of real powerful sort of Call of Duty-esque songs that definitely belong long on those soundtracks um but yeah this one i truly i was kind of stockholmed into as well i think i convinced myself to like it uh evan tell us your interesting everything to everyone story in your past uh well (laughs) my intro to this album was probably very similar to pretty much everyone else in the whole world in that i didn't really listen to it (laughs) had never heard of it didn't Um, know it existed i came across some of the songs like in the wild you did yeah well i guess another postcard yeah like like i've I've got like anything that had a video any singles i would have heard at the time another postcard i wasn't looking for i mean but like they had like, did you cele- know this celebrity. song was the third single? Yeah, exactly. I know. So I came across it because I had I was like in a bare naked ladies orbit. Okay. But I wasn't at the point where I was buying every album. Right. So I have probably heard half of this album, you know, in practice. Mm-hmm. But uh, and this one's one of the songs I had heard. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I had friends who were really into BNL. Okay, I'm surprised that this was like F. You gotta listen to the new album. Check out this track no, it'd just called be on Celebrity. It just be on somebody's mix. Okay. Is the thing. Sure, sure. So sure. I'd hear that, or they, like you know, you get in the car and drive to fucking Dairy Queen or yeah. something, and Celebrity be playing. Who I the guess fuck when knows? you're when you're of a certain age, this song might feel power. Like it has a message that no. like no, you never, you never. Thought I never felt. I never felt that this song did not appeal to me in any way. Like I'm not a celebrity. Okay. I don't think I'm ever gonna be a celebrity. Sure. So like it doesn't really. It doesn't sure. hit any. It doesn't ring any bells for me. Well, Tracy, so having heard this album before, obviously, uh, what are you a fan of? Like, is this a standout song from this album for you, or does it just kind of recede into the background? This song actually stands up. I think the only reason it stands out the most off this album for me is the is the placement of it. Sure. I think if they had placed it later in the album, it might have blended in a little bit more. But this was the one that really kind of stamped, stamped home that this was the new album. Sure. Um, and and got in my mind. So yeah, yeah. I was th- I thought the placement was very strange. Like to start off an album with this. Yeah. Because I mean, if we look at like. 
openers, right? Up to this point, like Gordon was Hello they're, City, and that's a banger. They're hellacious. They're right? like, yeah, big, Jane, Jane was a little bit maudlin, but it set the tone for the album. They were like kind of a more serious album. And then we got, what, Stomach vs. Heart, which was a mistake to put first. <laughs> uh-huh. And then uh, Too Little Too Late, which, a banger. Wait, you skipped Stunt. One week. Right, yeah. One week. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one week is a banger. So like... The, the only miss, I think, up to this point has been Stomach vs. Heart. And I would say, I don't know, on like the starting out, like you want to kind of start your album with something that hooks somebody. Something and this, big. This didn't do it for me. I don't think this was a bad song, but like as a, like an album starter. Sure. But again, I'll have to I'll have to revisit this like when we get to the end of the album to see whether it like actually set the tone for the album for me or not. You know, and, and set we, the table. Sure. We talked a little bit uh, on our Hidden Sun episode, our, our uh, last episode of Maroon, um, that, uh, you know, that was sort of like... Uh, almost like an end of the album thesis statement for where they wanted mm-hmm. to go, right? And I think if you played the Bare Naked Ladies albums back to back to back to back, the transition from Hidden Sun to Celebrity would feel a lot yes. more natural yes, than yes, it yes. does with a, a two-year gap in between. Mm-hmm. Or however, Tracy, you Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, no, fan. I can see that. How how long was the gap between Maroon and Everything to Everyone? Two thousand. Oh man, off the top of my head, I would say. Don't tell him. Evan. I would he has to know. say two. Two. Like two and because Maroon. I know. I know this album came out in two thousand and three, <laughs> and I can't remember if Maroon if if Maroon came out in two thousand or two thousand one. I want to say it was two thousand, so it might be a three year. Yeah, difference. I think it's two thousand. Yeah, like late two thousand, mm-hmm. early two thousand one, something like that. Yeah. So so we have like a two and a half year difference between these albums. Yeah. And with that, yeah, with that laid out, it does feel like this is a weird track to start the album. And Jesus Christ, the first opening. Don't call me a zero. I'm gonna be a hero. I just. Highlighted that and wrote bleh because like that's like the most like uninspired writing. Aside from in 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 rap and hip hop, uh, at least as far as I know, there are two things that you never break. You never rhyme life with knife mm-hmm. or strife, mm-hmm. and you never rhyme zero with hero because they're the most played out fucking rhymes. Yeah, it was in the universe. But I think that, and again, I don't because I Stephen Page is such a good songwriter, and so is Kevin Hearn, and so is Ed Robertson. Like. Are all three of them credited in this yeah, track? Yeah, okay. I think this is this is CVP, and then Kevin Kevin is second, and Ed is third. I okay. think so. So uh, uh, well, Kevin is written down as first. Oh, okay. Oh, um, and then Steve, and then Ed. Okay. So, I they're both they're all such good songwriters. I don't know if they're fucking with me now. <laughs> Because it's such a it's such a banal like lyric, sure. but like the song is a commentary on being just sort of like a empty an empty mask that is put on a stage in front sure. of people. So I don't know if they're doing it on purpose. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I don't know what to believe. This is this is. Or was it a filler that they just never went back and filled back yeah. in? But then why the fuck would you lead an album off with a filler lyric? Like you have to listen <laughs> to the album. Be I mean, hey, listen. I love resequencing. I can't wait to get to this one, but yeah, it just feels weird. I'm I'm 100 with you guys. Also, uh, hey Tracy, um, can you name like who's who's your think of a celebrity? Any celebrity? Just shoot one out for me. <laughs> of course, the first one that comes to mind is Stephen Page. Um, Stephen Page. Robin Williams. Oh, oh, Robin Williams. Okay, Ev, Ev, can you name a celebrity for me? Uh, David Baker. David, who's David Baker? He's <laughs> the guy who does like the uh, um costumes for Star Trek. I hate you because you've undercut my point. Like, I think a celebrity, any celebrity. Was it Richie McCaw, famous rugby player? No, was it was it Francisco Cheruska, famous Jailai player? No, Jailai? No, no. Oh, interesting that they would name 
Phil Esposito as the very well, he's, first he's a big, example. He's a hockey player, right? Yeah, so he's bigger in Canada that than here. Fucking, that lyric sucks. Like, you go from Phil Esposito, regional hero, to somebody in Edmonton, to the Kennedys well, as a conglomerate mass. Like, their framing is all the fucking and way And I don't over know the about the Kennedys yet. being heroes. Like, President Kennedy could have been a hero if he turned out his term, but the rest of them aren't really doing anything. They're just rich people. But they're all, no, like Jackie Kennedy, people know. Rose Kennedy, even, right. she, her, like, what is she famous for? Being the matriarch? But people know I mean, who she yeah, is. Like, but Jackie O, I mean, she had some she had some causes, so I bet, I mean, she's more heroic than me. Right. But when I, like, think of, like, heroes, <laughs> like, Jackie O doesn't come up, like, in my but face. But even, like, the Kennedys nowadays are all political, they're all senators, and they're all, I mean, you they are people who might. But you might think more like Robert Kennedy and sure. John Kennedy, though. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think that's probably who I don't really think of senators as heroes especially given the state of our current government uh, you are of course correct <laughs> but <laughs> but at least they are more than like uh, i i need to understand who this character is right is mm-hmm. this character a politician who's known by you know well a, an enormous number of people or is it some like hockey star who people might know if that they gets live to in my point that this is the narrator already famous or is it somebody talking about wanting to be famous is my is my is i think the, the general thrust of my question for this sure and i didn't know for sure that's interesting because i do think that they have it both ways right tracy did you have it a- well i think it i think it progresses as the song goes along he starts off not being a celebrity gains celebrity and then throughout it starts to really not enjoy being a celebrity anymore yeah but you're i mean i kind of and then in the middle with the bridges i think he's that's where he's getting his his feedback from like his management and stuff where they're telling him to just kind of deal with being a celebrity like so so my my view is like the song starts out he's not a celebrity yet he he's aching for it he wants to he's and he's listing all the great things that will happen if he becomes a celebrity. Right. Then he gets to be a celebrity and, and it starts to strip away his personality. He starts to strip away who he is sure. and people want him to just like, he, like they mentioned, I want to say, uh, Oh, box set. They want him to be what he used to be. They want him to stick to the old stuff. They want him just to sing his old lines right. and they don't want to recognize him as a person. Now he's just this figurehead. Yeah, I... We get to the... And he's, like, longing to break away from that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just... It... And then we get to the bridge where he... Sorry, I keep No, no worries. You're good. <laughs> Actually, Saker keeps interrupting you. We get you. to the bridge where his management just is like, hey, suck it up. Yeah. Deal with it. Like, you need to just leave your heart okay. on the line and just make people's happy. Go out there, smile and wave, mm-hmm. and and just be happy that they're they're accepting you as a celebrity and you're making money. And he's not not willing to do that. It's so interesting that so much of the song is in that that sort of conditional future tense. Mm-hmm. Like you will see a celebrity, you know. Uh, all the clocks will stop. All the genes will create. Like it all seems very like so, aspirational rather than. I, mm-hmm. I do see where you're both coming from here. So the answer to my question is both. 
I guess so, because you're right. That bridge, Tracy. Yeah, it definitely does. It's that, very present tense. It's no longer future aspirational. It's it's like it's in the moment. I, I do. I, maybe it is some kid daydreaming of what it's like to be a celebrity, and then also the bad aspects. No, of I think it? he. I think he. I think Tracy's right. I think he gets his wish halfway through the song. Yeah, more or less. But it's sort of. It's just a, a kind of a hardcore way to open an album, just like talking about how shitty it is to be a celebrity. But that's, that's also the trap that celebrities fall into. Like every like creative celebrity, comedians, musicians sure. and whatnot, at some point they stop writing about like whatever their muse was when they were like right. hustling on the street is yeah. gone. Yeah. And they just write about being famous yeah. and then no one can relate to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then that's the end of their... That doesn't happen with B&L at all. No, no, no. They have been stuck to no. their roots 100% of the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a pinball album, right? <laughs> um, I, I do... Okay, so here's my question though. Uh, obviously the song is about a, a man that maybe has abandoned his happiness, art, etc. and returned for celebrity. Is this more meta commentary on one week like because guys it's 2003 that was five years ago can you ever get over it i like do you think this is about one week about them being a celebrity and having to sacrifice their art for commercial whatever <laughs> i mean that's an, that's i i feel uh, probably right. right because that's still going to be in their head um but I don't know. I don't think that this it's it's a, a really fun concept. Right. Like I like the concept. I like the conceit of this song. I just wish it was a better song. Right. Well, I mean, like I feel con- like the song, the conceit deserves a better like. The conceit is facile. It's hard to be a celebrity. Not only is it facile in like duh, but it's also facile in like you're speaking to one percent of your audience here. Yeah, I'm sure it's hard to be a celebrity. Who gives a shit? We're all <laughs> blue collar fucking in the coal mines all day listening to pretty good ladies. Like, I don't think that's the case. That's their that's their fan base is coal miners. coal miners. All thirty thousand of them that yes, are left in America. That's correct. But like this is a weird on two levels. I don't even feel like it's a good concept for a song. It's a dumb concept that's easy and it's inapplicable. Like who cares? Does that make sense? It does. Okay. I mean, your words make sense. You have a logical <laughs> through line in your argument. I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. But uh, so, in, in uh, Andre, one week. This is. I feel like this might be the thesis. This is why this track is is mm-hmm. track one. Right? It's like, hey, don't go expect in one week. We're celebrities, but fuck, we hate it. Forget all that shit about when we were celebrities. Now we're gonna give you a new album of new shit. And again, like I think that it'll be good for me to listen to the rest of the album and see how this fits within the like, sure. the greater. You don't like listening like, to an album over three months' time, one track per week. That's not how people usually listen to albums. Oh, man. I can't wait. That's, I kind of wish now that I had set myself like, I'm just going to go listen to the Bare Naked Ladies' entire oeuvre to begin so I know right. everything instead of just deciding that I'm going to do it one at a time sure. and be surprised by Alphabetically it. Alphabetically or chronologically? No, chronologically. Oh, okay, good. The right way. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> hey, hey, don't, don't rope me into this. <laughs> well, I think one of the things that's different about this album Versus Maroon. Mm-hmm. Maroon, when it was written, the idea of it was that it had a theme of here's all kinds of people messed up in different ways with with people that are trying to be perfect or trying to be the best them, but they're constantly failing and they each have their problems or they mm-hmm. each have their sure. their mistakes that they, they continue to make. Yeah. This album is all over the place. Right. It's everything to in everyone. Terms of like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey. <laughs> Like looking, I'm looking at the set list right now, and I'm like, "Holy cow!" Like, there's there's no theme to it. It's it's just a bunch of different songs that play well together, 
but don't have any kind of theme. Yeah, and boy, actually, I'm I'm examining it too now, and having heard the album before in its entirety, this album is backloaded like fucking... Cr- it's weird, because usually you hide your shitty songs in the middle of your album, but like the middle of this album is Testing 1, 2, 3, Upside Down, War hey, on hey, Drugs, hey, Aluminum. And I know uh, we'll get there, Ev, yeah. but like, I think the four best songs are don't in Don't tell the- me. Don't tell okay, me. Okay, are... In the I'm going to co- cover my ears. You just, <laughs> okay. you just go ahead. I'll pull you up my... have headphones. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You're good. I, anyway, I think the four middle songs uh, are the best. You're done, Ev. Okay, okay, we're good. I'm back. I'm back. Um, uh, so I feel like I know that they, they switched to only in-band writing this time. Yes. But I no feel like Duffy this song Duffy. is desperately in need of a Stephen Duffy punch-up. <laughs> punch-up, yeah. Yeah, because there's, I mean... It's a good, it's a solid song. I think if it came like in the middle of the album, I would appreciate it. And I think I might grow to appreciate it depending on how the album sure. uh, blossoms for me. But like, seriously, don't call me a zero. I'm going to be a hero. And then possibly my least favorite line in oh. any Bare Naked Lady song ever was the one that Saker used to introduce <laughs> me. All the clocks will stop and all the jeans will cream. All the clocks will stop and all the jeans will cream. I wrote another gross Steve banger. WTF. Like, <laughs> that's got to be a Steve line. Oh, it really 100%. has to be. 100%. That was all you could think of to I rhyme mean, with scream? When you're when you're thinking about why do I want to be a celebrity? Money, power, sex. Right? Like, I mean. Right. But So he's he's very much like pulling out each of these things in gross detail as Steve do. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I want all of it. Well, and the follow up line to that is it's. Been, it's always been my one and only dream. Yeah. <laughs> it has always been my one and only dream. Wait, wait. <laughs> what, like earlier, he mentions like jaws dropping mm-hmm. and girls screaming. Like I would think that would be uh, what you would always look forward to. No, he's always looked forward to all the jeans <laughs> screaming. Yeah, I mean, one thing I understand that, but I feel like there's a better way to say it. God damn it! Like, oh. Yeah. Oh man. But then it has also one of my favorite lines, which is I could disappear into the, into great, the great unknown, unknown and I, it would wear my face as if it were its own. I wrote I that down as well. Didn't know if I loved or hated that line, but I think I love it. Oh, I love it too. Yeah. It feels it's it's very poetic, like it's such a good line. Yeah. I feel like that's a hern line. I could disappear into the great unknown and it would wear my face as if it were its own. <laughs> you can pick out each of the ladies in this song like who wrote what well there's no puns in it so i can't get ed yet yeah no this, dad jokes this one also kind of defies bare naked ladydom by usually the two best parts of a bare naked lady song are the chorus and the bridge the chorus is banging here i like the chorus a lot the chorus is fine all that's left of me I feel like, okay, so this, if I was listening to this song and I didn't know anything about the Bare Naked Ladies except like I'd listened to like one week or something, this this song, except for the chorus, sounds like a Bare Naked Ladies song. And then the chorus comes and I'm like, it sounds more like a different band. Yeah. Like it's a little slower. And the harms though, those harmonies oh, are delightful. Straight off the bat. Yeah. 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 Great stuff. Oh, great stuff. It's and a then, great omen. But yeah. that bridge, man. Yeah. The, that bridge was a. Uh, I thought the bridge good. was fine. Yeah. I, I, like I, I thought the chorus and the bridge were both like, okay like cool but i like really the part that stuck out the most to me was musically in this song not lyrically if we ignore the lyrics if this is just music kevin is the star of this track that piano all the way through it is fucking great i love it so much um well i think i can't prove it 
I think Kevin wrote the music for this song. Okay. I think that this was completely a music song with a with a theme that he wanted to kind of go yeah. with. And then the guys helped write the lyrics on this yeah. one because the lyrics don't sound anything like the other songs I've heard that Kevin writes. Right. Yeah. But the music sounds almost stamped wise a Kevin oh, yeah. type of thing. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, he 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 does like to he seems like a very modest man, but he kinda likes to put himself out in front like this is a piano track. The piano's gonna be so high in this one. <laughs> yeah. So I do see that. I do think the song Well and I don't know if you guys have seen the video that comes along with the dual disc. Yes. I did watch it, um, yes. Yeah. But it, it, there's a spot in there where Kevin is playing both the piano and the keyboard yes. at the same time. Yeah. I'm like, that is amazing. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I thought that was a weird video, though, because none of them had cans on and they were all like personally mic'd and all in the same room. Yeah. Which is a, like I've never seen recording sessions done like that. So I felt like that was staged. Was that actually that wasn't actually them recording this well, song for real, was it? I don't know because there's a, there's a couple of people in the audience in that room. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, it, it the they were mic'd pretty close. Like I could it sounded different than the actual album version. Yeah. But and it was weird cuz only Jim was doing the harmonies. Like, yeah. That was kind of odd to me. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it probably isn't the recorded. Yeah. So I was I was I was curious about yeah. that. Interesting. Um yeah, I I do I I do like I don't like the writing, but I do like the way the writing is evolving because this narrator seems a little more fleshed out in that he wants something but understands why it's bad and mm-hmm. he's kind of like on both sides of it here. And hey, what if we just started out with another shitty girlfriend, a boyfriend song? Uh, right. Would you be okay with that, Taker? I, I, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> is I, I like the evolution of the narrator. You can't have it both ways, bud. <laughs> I like the evolution of the narrator. Um, yeah, he has no presuppositions about what celebrity is going to do for him, right? He knows mm-hmm. it's going to be a, a road, but he wants it anyway. Uh I don't know, but again, it does. It doesn't. It's very difficult to to feel like you have some stake in this song as a as a coal miner. Uh, like, like musically, there's a lot a <laughs> lot going on here. Yeah, there is. Like there's a lot of key changes. There's a lot of like pr- chord progressions that it doesn't. It's not really in a key. Yeah. Like it's kind of just all over the place. But it sounds musically sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tracy, Tracy, yeah. could you give us all of Aaron's stats on the key changes? <laughs> Please <and> don't. The... <laughs> I, I was. I was like, I bet they're going to ask this. So I went back, I listened in on what, what Aaron had to say. And it's funny that you picked this song out of all of them, because this is the only song that Aaron has said, I could not pick a key wow. for this song. Interesting. Because it's all over the place. It's all kind of key changes, and then just like little switches here and there. Yeah. Um, he said the closest he could get to is probably a D. Mm-hmm. Um but he wasn't sure. And ToonBat.com says definitively it's a G major. But I'm like, ah. well, t- come on. You know ToonBat.com. I mean, <laughs> exactly. G major. Who writes I only, G major? I only go to them when Aaron's not available. <laughs> I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, but it's, it's de- he said it's definitely 85 beats per minute. Like, <laughs> he, he had that down. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yes, this is the info that this podcast needs. We need to be the Know Something podcast. <laughs> we need to have beats per minute. Give it to me. <laughs> Um, but there is a lot of interesting instrumental. Like at the very beginning, the piano is panned far left for n- no reason. <laughs> like, before any of the other instruments come in, it's just like... Well, Kev is left-handed, so he always starts on the left. <laughs> and I forgot. They actually put a mic like by his hands to figure right. out where the... Yes, that's yes. how it works. <laughs> Like, um, I want to get back at that. Yeah, it's but it's that's weird. Um, 
there's like when when on the line all the clocks will stop the guitar does like a really cool underwater sort of like so let me pitch something to you okay please so what i feel like would help this out a lot is an orchestra so imagine Ooh. imagine like on the the first the first stanza with yeah. all the jaws will drop all the girls will scream they go ah uh, uh, but imagine strings popping in right there, like uh, yeah, uh, oh, sort of a staccato, a sustain, some sustained strings. Yeah. I feel like that would deepen. Not actually, this this song doesn't need any more musicality because yeah. it's a solid. Music, <laughs> but I feel like I I wanted a little bit more depth there. Ooh, I like that of yeah. sound, not necessarily technique, because the technique's on point. Yeah, I wish Pretty Good Ladies were still popular enough to sustain one of those like weird al just had a with strings attached to her where mm-hmm. he like went oh, went to yeah. every city and like yeah. did it with man i want orchestral barenaked ladies arrangements i want an album of that i feel like we are far beyond an age where that will happen no that's what i'm saying i yeah, wish they like, were popular enough <laughs> that could have happened like stunt maroon where they were like with the St- cleveland philharmonic orchestra <laughs> yeah <laughs> but steven just did did do an orchestral Ooh, arrangement with Andy, Andy Cregan. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. So maybe BNL could pull it off. Steve can do it solo. Yeah, maybe solo. I can oh, see come it. Come on, get get in, Andy. You need to get in there and do some influence. <laughs> Andy, come back. We do not care about Steve anymore. We hey. need you. <laughs> I care about. You, I won't Steve. say that. I want Steve you back. Guys both immediately. I want him back. <laughs> um. My favorite part of the song might be the piano build after the bridge. The do 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 like uh, <laughs> oh. Man, it's so cool. I love that. And then we just sort of have this crazy chaos that descends back into the song. Um, it's neat. Um, I only found one live version of the song. I found the one at the Orpheum in Maine. Yeah. Minneapolis, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, yes, yes. 2003. Um, had like a jazzy piano intro to yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. That was uh, but neat. there was, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you said, it was like the whole concert. You could like go and find the song. It was like the Play Everywhere for Everyone right. concert series. Is that correct, Tracy? Yes. Yeah. They, so they, that whole tour, they recorded one, at each location, they recorded a, right. um, the, their, whole their whole day their whole tour uh for that night mm. and and people that went to it got it to download it for free that's cool well we uh that on that on that track of the performance there for some fucking reason there is a weird bearded man on stage <laughs> it's like 12 <laughs> 14 the into the recording okay and like he's just sitting there and it's not it's a beard like a false beard and a false like <laughs> Like very shaggy white beard, sure. shaggy white has like fucking Gandalf with like his without any wizard stuff, and he's just sitting in like the shadows at the edge of the stage. <laughs> Terrifying. And I keep catching flashes of him, and I didn't know if I was hallucinating. Probably a sound tech, but I like the idea. No, he, anyway. but he was a sound tech. He was dressed very oddly. Oh, really? I'm yes. wondering if that's the their guy that they have come on to the stage every so often that does the drumming during the sound checks for for. Um, Tyler and oh. they'll have him come out on stage sometimes as like Santa Claus and for all these different little bits oh. that they want to do and I for the life of me I can't think of his name off the top of my head I'm wondering if that's him that's yeah probably you're probably right yeah that sounds likely uh, Tracy did they ever release all the tracks from play everywhere for everyone as a compilation <sighs> I don't think so yeah okay that's a shame because that would be a really cool live album to to have but bummer i'm sure that 
it's out there somewhere if people cared to compile it. But yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> um, it's probably on Bernicket HTTP, I would imagine. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, Tracy, do you have any other bits and bobs about this one that we didn't really talk about? or Not really. Like I, I think we've covered most of the stuff that I had for this. Yeah, yeah. Evbo, it's everything to everyone time. Oh, geez. We're done with Harry Potter. Yeah. What the hell is the read for this album? Well, ooh. I am so glad you asked. Uh-huh. Because I didn't know at first. Uh-huh. It was hard to like put my finger on what was going on. And then I saw the behind the scenes album, like the behind the scenes album where they did the, uh, um, the, sh- the show where they were playing it, right? Right. And I, if you'll notice, Steve's finger is bandaged up. I did see very that. Very badly. Yeah. Like he has something happened, and I'm like, I wonder what this is. So of course I scrolled down to the comment section. It said it had like a pussy finger or some shit. It's uh, yeah. yeah, it's Ricky M in the uh, comments. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the first comment on there, and his comment is, "This should have been a single in my country." <laughs> his second comment is a response to someone's asking what happened to Steve's finger, and let me read this verbatim. Okay. Between acoustic versions of Maybe Katie and Next Time. Acoustic? Is that verbatim? Acoustic. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, sick. <laughs> S-I-C. S-I-C. Uh, his finger had contained pus while he was watching Pokemon on TV. Somehow, it had swollen up to look like a toe, much to his horrified feeling. That is the response. So, what I want you to focus on is the Pokemon aspect of this there. Stephen Page, very big into anime. And that inspired this album. Obviously. Like, if Ed's going to write a whole thing about pinball, Steve's going to write one about anime. So this, of course, is about obscure 90s anime. Now, this is a weird behind-the-scenes thing that... that they had the studio made them remove, mm-hmm. but on the cover of this album, they're holding a white flag. It used to be the flag of Japan. It used to have a big <laughs> red circle in the middle of well, it. Well, actually, the flag of Imperial Japan. Yeah. So it had the rising sun. Sure, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, but they so, were able to keep that for the special edition. <laughs> yes, the Imperial <laughs> but they, flag. They made them put it on the plastic wrapping that was on the outside of it. So as soon as you opened it, mm-hmm. the so flag was no, long, on, no longer on there. There's never any proof that it ever existed. They have plausible deniability. Smart move, <laughs> Bernicke ladies. Uh, so, Evan, this is... See, so we're going to do all anime reads for this well, one? Well, obscure 90s anime. Obscure 90s. Oh, yes, okay. Everyone knows... Everyone knows... Oh, I don't... I should say semi-obscure, because ev- all anime is obscure to me. Sure. I love this, because, like, <laughs> on the Apocalypse reads, Will Hines was able to chip in and be like, oh, I think this and that. And on the Harry Potter reads for the last album, people were like, oh, I love Harry Potter. That's interesting. And everyone else is... Now it's going to be now like... it's going to be like... Shut the fuck up. Go back to Full House. <laughs> now, see, if you had invited Aaron on, he'd be all over this right now because he's a uh, big anime person. Me and Aaron have a lot in common. Yeah, I wanted to, I I wanted to get Saker involved, too. Anime. So I feel like Saker would have a lot to say about uh, anime. I did 90s. have a lot to say. When I asked you what it was, I was being a little scamp because I knew what it was. You asked me for my help for which uh, yes. what read we should have. And I yes. said immediately, yeah. you, you messaged me on Facebook Messenger and mm-hmm. you said, hey, what if we did an anime read for this album? We, we pick an obscure anime for each song. And I messaged back in seconds and said, yeah, of course, because Celebrity is key, the metal, metal idol. idol. Yeah. Yes. So, of course, uh, Celebrity is the 1994 through 97 anime, Key, the metal, metal idol. idol. Um, so do you want to kind of give a rundown of Key? Uh, it's hard to see the thing about when you talk about a obscure <laughs> anime is it's got a lot going on. But let me give you the six sentence description of sure. Key, the metal idol. Key is a... Either a girl who thinks she's a robot mm-hmm. or a robot who thinks she's a girl. Right. She's a sort of a prototype for like the Rei Ayanami characters from the uh Yep. And so she's sort of like a she's sort of mechanical, but in periods of extreme stress she can emote. Yes. And Key is thrown into this very strange world where there is a substance called gel. 
Yes. Uh, and it's made from like the spirits of people, and you can suck it out, and they use it to power robots. But when your gel is sucked out, it allows you con- to control the robot, kind yes. of. So uh, it's very odd in that respect. Also, she goes to hi- she just graduated from high school. She's in high school because she's 17 or yeah. something like that. The series begins with her grandfather dying. Uh, he is a puppeteer slash roboticist. <laughs> There's also an evil puppeteer slash roboticist who is trying to control her in some aspect. But uh, the whole focus of the, the read is what we're looking at here. Right. Is that Key wants to become a real person. And she, she can do that by getting... As her grand, dead grandfather reveals, yes. 30,000 friends. The reason she believes she's a robot is because her grandfather Father. basically gaslights her into thinking Yeah, she so. says, I build you a new body that is slightly bigger than your old one on your birthday. Yes. Oh so goodness. if she gets 30,000 friends, she can become a real girl. And that's where the idol part of this comes in. Because in Japan, idols are like musical idols, mm-hmm. like big, huge acts. But it's a it's a, it's a a really fun uh, series because it... it really focuses in on how like the music industry chews up and spits out its performers yes like there are there are several pop idols in the series that key is trying to imitate mm-hmm. the miho being the uh, most prominent one but um did you watch this or are you just there are a lot like there there are some scenes that are really like telling of like uh, an idol is like beaten right. for for impertinence or someone is like forced out of their hospital bed and given like a cocktail of drugs so they can go on and perform yeah the main idol, Miho, is a robot herself that is like being p- controlled by the pretend, like the actual Miho. Yes. It's, it's very complicated and very for, no, complicated. for no reason because yeah. it's an anime. <laughs> but the, the, the gist of it is that like uh, th- these idols are sort of, are sort of, they, they, they're produced. It's a cool produced. world. It's, it's, they're produced because Japan is famous for that. Like, yeah. and, and the 90s are big in that too, like Backstreet Boys sort of stuff. And I know oh, sure. the music industry has been well. making like artists for right. a long time right but this really like drills down on that yes. so you can sort of see the the ugly side of f- fame which yes. is why i think saker really felt this was the most I, important I, thing i mean kind of it's about i mean it's an anime about the price of fame about horrible people taking advantage of you about the co- sort of fame factory and working yourself to death um i think the great unknown is a pretty overt reference to automation mm-hmm. and how you know very quickly uh, the great unknown can wear your face automation can take your job mm-hmm. uh you know and a, you know a robot is out on stage doing a thing or uh, deep deep fakes yeah yeah absolutely yeah. being homesick for humanity i think is a great descriptor of key the metal idol in general <laughs> she wants to be real she's homesick for that humanity um, all the girls will scream is I think definitely a commentary on the male dominated society, which key finds herself a part of, or just mm-hmm. a male gaze reflection about what we think about, what about all the jeans creaming. What's that? What about all the jeans creaming? Oh, the jeans creaming. Well, see, here's the deal. That's a reference to, uh, I think Seiichi Tamari, <laughs> the porn producer slash idol scout. <laughs> from key jeans creaming is something that men do men cream their jeans i think women can cream their jeans too i mean like we're getting into some biology <laughs> no i mean like that's i feel like it's i feel like that's a that's a gender neutral term like but men okay tracy what do you think cream your jeans gender neutral or more male dominated i am gonna get in trouble on this one <laughs> all right you don't you don't have to weigh in but but i feel like Okay, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, the biggest pop idol in the world actually being a puppet kind mm-hmm. of run ragged by executives, the biggest idol isn't even a person anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And isn't that what celebrity is all about? Losing your personhood and becoming just another kind of cog in this giant machine of celebrity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the ultimate, the ultimate, the villain, this guy, this evil roboticist, his yeah. goal is to like suck the souls out of the audience through mm-hmm. the performance, which is great. And of course, Key stops it with, her, <laughs> with the power of her voice. 
<laughs> or something like that. It's very Disney, yeah. Yeah. And then uh well after her best friend <laughs> her best friend also dies strangely in the for, in the last episode yeah. for no reason. Yeah. Sacrificing herself. Yep. Bad. Yeah. All right. Um so so you think that Steve was definitely watching Key the Mud Light when he wrote I think he was watching well he's on you know, you're on tour, you got a lot of shit going on. Usually like, they're Don LeMaison, but maybe today they were watching Well, just probably Steve. Like he goes into like his little uh he goes into the bathroom or something, gets out his little laptop and <laughs> uh-huh. watches a bunch of anime because he's like downloaded on Napster and shit. This sure. is like file sharing. Yeah, dude. You know oh, he's done man. it. Or maybe we were wrong the whole time and it was really Kevin the whole time that he was having all his oh. chemotherapy that he oh. was watching all this anime. Damn, that could be. And he tried to introduce it to the rest of the band. Steve yeah. got so pissed when kevin tried to show him pokemon that he tried to punch the screen thereby injuring his <laughs> finger for the behind the well, scenes he thought pokemon were real so he went out and tried to capture a squirrel <laughs> yeah, sure. and he got bitten and then it swelled up and it was full of pus sure absolutely that checks out okay. which is why he leaves the band eventually. <laughs> eventually his rabies gets to him yeah uh yeah interesting uh okay well i think it's about time that we move on to rating this song all right, as you know, uh, we rate this song on a scale from bare naked to fully clothed. The fewer clothes this song is wearing, the better it is. The more clothes it's wearing, the worse. So, Evan, we're going to yep. give our guests some time to think. On a scale of bare naked to fully clothed, what do you have for me? Dan the Manly. Oh, no! <laughs> Dead. Not again. Pan, open, raindrops on a leaf, a fallen leaf. <laughs> Pull back, you're in a cemetery. It's raining. Everyone's in dark clothes. Uncle Ben. Uncle Dan. Uncle Dan. <laughs> Uncle Dan's dead. You see, you pull back and you see this open this open grave. There's a casket about to be lowered. People are putting uh, roses on it. Everyone's standing there around, dark glasses with the umbrellas and whatnot. The preacher is saying, you know, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. But it keeps pulling back and you see this is the beginning of a music video. <laughs> There's a stage set up in the graveyard. This is like one of those early 90s music videos where you don't have to actually do anything except show the band playing. Right. The thing is, it's Dan the Dan the Man Lee's backing band. Okay. Oh, is Barenaked Ladies? No. It could be Barenaked okay. Ladies. Who cares? <laughs> okay. um, it's just it's just a bunch of musicians on the stage, and it's the microphone is empty. There's no lead singer. Okay. So they then proceed to play Dan the Man's favorite song or whatever it is, uh-huh. whatever. But without him, because okay. no one can replace him. They're okay. not going to replace him, and it's like a it's a you know a. A tribute. So basically, they're playing the song without a singer. Okay. So they just play the music, and then occasionally they'll lead in the microphone and go, ah. They'll do the harmonies. <laughs> uh-huh. They'll do the backing vocals and uh-huh. stuff like that. But there's no lead singer. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, so to me, this song is. Wait, there was no clothing <laughs> at all in that review. I described some a lot of clothing: okay. dark clothes, umbrellas, right, dark fair. glasses. Okay. We've like, lost sight of what this, this song. Is. No, I was I was telling you. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I mean, Dan the Man is in his coffin in his best suit. Sure. Right. So. Okay. It's dressed in their best suit, ready to go to a funeral. Um, it's a it's a somber occasion. Uh-huh. It's a nice it's a nice song, right? But like, I think it I think the lyrics really just dropped the ball for me, and I don't think it's a way to, a good way to start an album yet. Sure, I may revisit. I may come back to Dan's grave sure. in the future and leave some flowers on it. Okay. But uh, yeah, this is this is a lower <laughs> middle of the pack song for but me. But right now you're spitting on Dan's grave. No, right now I'm standing. Right now I'm standing there respectfully. I'm not saying any prayers, sure, sure. and I'll leave as soon as it's over. Sure. Okay. I'm only it. here for the buffet. Got it. For, for the wake. Um, for me, August 4th, 2015, Jeez. August 3rd, sorry, 2015. Okay. 2072. You are, uh, of course you, uh, you know, we're in Stockholm's biggest theme park. 
Uh, I don't know what the theme park is. It's like a troll themed theme park. Sure. Like Norway has like that big, huge yeah, troll theme park. Troll. I think yes. that might be near Stockholm or, sure. or Lillehammer. I don't remember which one. You're about to walk out on stage and rock the crowd at Stockholm's biggest theme park. So you grab your guitar, the lights come on, and, and you, you realize walk you're not a musician. There. No. Of course you're a musician. You look down at yourself and you're wearing, you know, a black t-shirt and chains and a leather jacket and you strap on your guitar and you start to play. American woman. And you are Lenny Kravitz, August 3rd, 2015, <laughs> playing at Stockholm's biggest theme park. Halfway through American Woman, you kick up in the air, your pants rip open, and your dong flops out <laughs> on stage. A real story that happened August 3rd, 2015, <laughs> to Lenny Kravitz at Stockholm's biggest theme park. Um so you are having a good time. People are loving it, but it's deeply embarrassing to you. It's mostly clothed, but there are some good parts to it, right? <laughs> your face is exposed. Your dong is exposed. But on the whole, probably not great. And then the fame machine just chews you out. And we haven't heard from Lenny Kravitz since. <laughs> he's basically, I don't even know if he's around he's anymore. He's dead. Um, all right, Tracy, what do you have for us? All right. To me, this song is a singer who has just had his first number one hit, mm -hmm. and he isn't prepared for it. So he leaves the stage, he goes to his limo, mm -hmm. and at the, at the end of that first concert, and fully clothed. But then a group of screaming fans runs up to him, and they are just tearing everything off him. Sure. And I'm the driver in the front seat, and I hear him jump in the car, and so I'm I'm ready to take off. And then I, I look in the back rearview mirror, and all I see is him wearing shoes, socks, undergarments, but tattered clothes, Ooh. everything else, barely okay. nothing else on. He's sweaty, he's fearful, but he's still a celebrity and smiling because he's now realized that he's made it. So he's slightly embarrassed, but still proud of himself. Okay, so pretty naked you for you. Fear in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. In the rearview mirror. Tracy. Throw your car in reverse. Yeah. Um, so that's that's that. So pretty naked. So this you're, yeah. you're a big fan of the song? I am. I actually really yeah. enjoy this song. All right. Good deal. Yeah. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for being on our cast today. Thank you. We appreciate it. What do you have to plug? Just just for now, our podcast that we do, um, the Bare Naked ABCs, which mm -hmm. you can get anywhere that you that you uh, download podcasts. Um, the other thing is hopefully in the next couple of months, of course, I've been saying this for years um, <laughs> because the editing process is horrible, mm -hmm. uh, but hopefully in the next couple of months, our Star Wars parody will be coming out, uh, Bowling for Alderaan. Um, okay. Aaron and I have been oh working God. on this for 17 years. <laughs> Jesus so. Christ. Since Bowling for Columbine oh was a thing, yeah. Wow. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. We, we sat down one night and we're just having fun and joking around. We're like, you know what? We should write that down. That's actually kind of funny. So it's about a and bunch of stormtroopers who shoot up like a training facility? <laughs> like, it is pretty much like take Michael Moore's Bowling for all uh, for Columbine, uh -huh. put it in the Star Wars universe. So it's all about violence in the Star Wars universe, oh. and and the absurdity of that kind of situation around a Death Star. Okay, 
Uh, is it so. a filmed thing or is it a podcast? Is it a no? It's a film thing. It's just a matter of that's the hard part is filming and getting all the special effects done. And I I am not very good with all that stuff. And sure. Aaron is, and he's a busy man. Sure. So. Wow. <laughs> Wait, is this all filmed already? It's like re- besides for the special effects. Yep. Whoa. I am. Imp- Do you? Oh my god! Please tell me that you age seventeen years. Like one scene <laughs> will be like you in two thousand two, and the next one will be you this year. I'm pretty much sure that it will be. Um, this is the boyhood of Star oh, Wars perfect. parodies. <laughs> There's one scene where we do uh, a Clerks parody. Um, and, and we got permission from Kevin to do it. So we're very glad about that. We just couldn't use Dante and Randall. Sure. Uh, yeah. The name. So, <laughs> But uh, I have I have a kind of a Dante kind of look. And uh, it's funny because we, we recorded it our first time. And that in like 2003. Three, yeah, and then when Clerks Two came out, we're like, we gotta get back to doing that and finishing that up, <laughs> yes. um, and re-recorded it because the audio oh was so God. horrible. Yeah, and I was wow. like, oh my God, I've aged so much. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! I am delighted. I cannot wait to see this. All right. So yes, I will let you know when that comes out. Thank you very much, and we'll repost it on our Twitter Absolutely. with some insult. Uh, Tracy, <laughs> thank you very much for being on the show today. We really appreciate yeah. it, man. Thank you for having me on. It was a great time. Oh, yeah. no problem. See you later. All right. Have a good day. You too. Hey, Evan. Hey, Evan. <laughs> hey, Evan. Hey. Hey, Evan. Um, what kind of things have you been up to lately? I've been up as high as I can go. I got cameras for all around my house. Yeah? I can look in on them any time of day. You've probably seen me pretty high then. I have seen you very... I did put one on my roof. I thought it would be fun. I sometimes climb up there in the middle of the night. Yes, I noticed that. You climb up there and eat a spaghetti sandwich. Ah, spaghetti sandwich. Nothing more than I like. Like, <laughs> I can't think of a better way to eat carbs. Than between two pieces of potato bread. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Baked potato. Instead of potato, you stuff it with a spaghetti. <laughs> then you put the bread on it. Then you deep fry it. Oh bread my God. it. Deep fry it. Then wrap it in noodles. Spaghetti baked potato deep fried. <laughs> Hot damn, that yeah. actually sounds Check out for the uh, Ohio State Fair <laughs> next year. What are they going to deep fry now? Oh, man. I used to actually. I mean, potato bread is the best bread. I think we've talked about this. Potato buns are the best bun. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go so far. Like a nice crusty loaf of like like a baguette. Mm, can't go wrong with that. I don't like crusty bread. I feel bad it for you. It hurts my mouth. I feel really bad for you. <laughs> when you bite into a crusty sandwich, don't uh, you like... What? No, wait. I don't want to bite into a crusty sandwich. Okay. I want a soft bread for my sandwiches. Good. But if I'm just like buttering up a piece of bread, give me that crust, boy. Sure. But, okay. So if you only eat so wait, bread... So what wait, what's the crust for? Just to eat the bread? Yeah. Bread's delicious. You just eat bread on your own, on its own, with no. Do you put like jam, jelly, butter I'll, on I'll, it? I literally said when you butter up a piece of bread. Oh, you did. I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> butter or olive oil. If I'm feeling a little, if I'm making a spaghetti. Yeah. Okay. Like, I guess. Like bread. A lot of people see bread as a delivery system. Like yes. it's good in and of itself. I think it is not. Uh, There's you, something seriously wrong with you. No, you can't just eat bread. Bread is bad alone. Well, you want to butter it, obviously. I guess, but even like with, a nice like buttered roll. That's fine. A hard crusty buttered roll. If you're waiting for a bigger meal at a restaurant, a breadstick. No, breadsticks are bad. The Olive Garden breadsticks. Soft breadsticks good. Hard breadsticks bad. This yeah. is what I'm talking about. Soft bread is good. Hard bread is bad. It depends on the medium, right? 
I, I, I mean, I don't want to have to like chew my like chew my way through a crusty sandwich, right? Yeah, you don't want that. Bad. Unless the sandwich itself is like a wet sandwich, like an au jus or something, oh, where you like you, it's like a dip and you make the bread. Yeah. yeah. Shit, you might be right there, my friend. This commercial brought to you by bread. <laughs> But only wet bread. <laughs> well, uh, I'm dissing. Okay, but I think you may have changed my mind. You're right. If I'm eating a wet sandwich, which yeah. I do often. Sometimes I'll just make a ham sandwich and run it under or, the tap for like six wanna... or seven minutes. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. Some, well, I usually eat in the bathtub. <laughs> right. So with the and shower. Like, with the shower I on. got butterfingers. Yeah. I, I can't. When I can't decide whether I take a bath or a shower, I'll just fill up the tub with hot water, then turn the shower yeah. on too, and then eat my Sammy. I'll tell you, I like a soapy yumbo sandwich. <gasps> soapy yumbo. Just a little, so- couple squirts of of like a shampoo in there. I'll tell you what, Soapy Yumbo is a great name for a band. <laughs> is it now? Evan, the Soapy, soapy Yumbos. Corky and the so- Zombie Yumbos. Evan Dickin and the Soapy Yumbos. <laughs> I'm retaking that since I accidentally said your real name and uh, I'm bleeping it. That's, so what? Uh, you're right. But you, you've told me before that I'm not allowed to say your real last name because you're not allowed to say it's mine. Ar- it's already too late. <laughs> too it's little. too little too late. Evan, what is this commercial for? This commercial... We don't belong to a podcasting network anymore. Oh, my God. We're floating in the distance. We're just doing this because we like to. And that sucks. We ramble enough in this podcast without the commercials. We need to find... This has to be a commercial for something. Is it a four wet bread? Yeah. If you belong to a podcasting network, we want to... We said we weren't going to do this. We talked about this. But I'm pivoting right now. (laughs) Pivoting right into desperation. (laughs) We need... I'm not a prideful man, but even like... This makes my it puts my teeth on edge, Saker. <laughs> we do good Mershies. We do good Mershies. And people love them. People like them. Okay, you're right. <laughs> maybe I was a little too overzealous when I said people love them. I think we love them. Yeah, maybe people don't love them at all. If you actually like listening to our commercials, has has hashtag hashtag uh no thirty second forward button. <laughs> If you hate our commercials, hashtag I use the functions. <laughs> so we'll see when the one person tags it. <laughs> and they want, you have to at us as well, because I'm never going to search for those hashtags. <laughs> so please at us with the hashtag I use those functions. Please do. Yes. Or don't use the 30 second, whatever the fuck I said previously. Use the 15 second back button to find what I said and then use that. Ebbo. Yeah, man. Good night. Good night to all my friends and family. Patreon.com slash IABB. <laughs> <laughs>
Twitter celeb, like really, really low level Twitter, like me- social media influencers. Right. Uh, like, uh, dumb underscore gods. You want to be a Logan Paul. You want to be a sure. Jer- yeah. Kim Kardashian. You want to be a, you know. So like you that. feel like even though it talks about the emptiness and loneliness of celebrity. Well, I feel like that would be lost on them. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Uh, lost on the company. Well, I feel like it's a, um, they, I think that would be an appeal to like somebody like that too. Yeah. Sure. Because I'm thinking like the lowest common denominator. Yes. Someone stupid enough to shell out five thousand dollars for like yeah. a like a shady marketing. Or maybe blitz. Maybe maybe they only use because I mean commercials don't use the whole song, so maybe they don't uh, use the. They just you know all the jaws will drop. No, actually, they'll just say all that they will see is your celebrity. That's not that's bad. their slogan over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Skip the whole second verse about <laughs> homesick for humanity, emptiness. And is it's eating perfect me. because like. The and then this marketing firm takes off like everyone's fucking using it mm-hmm. and it's just like bilking people left and right. It's mm-hmm. like the uh, um, uh, Lehman Brothers. I just made. I just said the first company that came to mind. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like the Koch brothers. It's like the Koch brothers. Uh-huh. Of, uh, so it's taking off and then like there's like that. That's the um, not. That's what I'm looking for. The meme where it's like, do you even know what the whole song is oh, that they're yeah. using? Yeah, and then it was like sure. the lyrics of the whole yeah. song. Born in the USA isn't actually, actually about patriotism. <laughs> yeah. So and then there's like a big backlash against mm-hmm. them, and that's the rise and fall yeah. of of uh, this company, of Neiman Marcus, of Neiman Marcus, the Lehman Brothers, Neiman Lehman and Lehman Lehman, Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Um, yeah. What I guess if we're not going to use the whole song, could this be for like a a Tinder or a Bumble where the whole commercial is just all the jeans will cream, all the, <laughs> the jeans will cream, cream, all the jeans, just over and over again. Yeah. Okay. Although the jeans creaming is actually not an aspirational. You don't want to cream your jeans because that means you're a zero pump chump, which we don't like. We don't cater to on this <laughs> podcast, right? Yeah, creaming jeans is a bad thing, right? I Am don't I know. Right? I don't. I, I think like if you're like if it's if it's embarrassing to you, then mm-hmm. it's a bad thing. But if you're like aroused enough to cream your jeans at the sight of someone, <laughs> mm-hmm. like. It's probably a positive experience overall, unless like, I don't know, you're embarrassed by it, like publicly, like a spreading stain on the front of your jeans. But I don't feel like you're going to ejaculate enough like semen or juice to. uh, But even then you're making out with somebody. No, I'm talking about that. That would be that wouldn't be an embarrassing situation. Oh, okay. Like you're talking about just looking at I'm talking about in in the context of like seeing your like favorite celebrity and being like oh, 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 oh and being really excited about it like if you're making out with someone and you like ejaculate before right. or you know you get too aroused and yeah. um that sort of stuff i feel like that would be an embarrassing scenario sure we can cut that's this. not a good that's not a good one did this ever happen to you in uh, in high school not really really i don't think so oh boy okay lucky lucky if did it happen to you <laughs> yeah the first time you're ever like making out with a girl and your hormonal teenage body is like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. And I mean, there's some over the pants touching, uh-huh. right? But like, yeah. Dry grinding. Dry grinding, my friend. <laughs> that's Just right. like a pepper mill. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you got to look that's for. That's what we called the pepper mill <laughs> the pepper back in high school. The dry grinding. Um, but uh, yeah, I get, that's not physically possible, right? To just look at somebody and go, whoa. Uh. I don't know. Yeah. I've never heard of it, but you know. Yeah, I guess there's, there, isn't there... 
I, I think there's a clip out there of like this person orgasms 700 times a day uncontrollably. Like it's some woman who has like a brain, something is wrong with her brain. And so like, oh, wow. she's just constantly in a state of orgasmic bliss. Right. Um, yeah. That'd be a bad thing overall. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. It would seem hard to get anything done. Yeah. It would seem worse for a man than it would for a woman, I think. Sorry, I have to wear a diaper. <laughs> yeah, oh, that sucks. Because oh. Tracy wouldn't. Tracy's a coward. He wouldn't say that Gene screaming is a man thing. I, you coward, Tracy. I don't think he's a coward. I think he's a good guy. I think he doesn't want to weigh in on a bad question. He's a hero. He's like a Phil Esposito to me. He's no zero. No. I call him a zero. No. Um, okay. Any other companies that could be excited about Gene Creeman? What about like a Levi? <laughs> <laughs> they, they have like a uh, um, a special... It's it's uh, some celebrity is doing this or, uh-huh. or like something happens where people are doing this more frequently. Sure. Like I feel like physi- physiologically it might not be a thing, but like culturally right. it might come into like fashion or something like that where like it's, <laughs> it's fas- fashionable to have a stain on your cheeks. Well, no, it's fashionable to like, to like be, so- you know, like when the Beatles first came to America, like the whole like screaming fad. So sure. I imagine a similar fad, but creaming your jeans fad. Oh can you imagine a world in which the new fashion... I am imagining it the, now, the and I'm horrified. is constantly having a wet spot on your jeans. <laughs> you well, I can't cream them, so I just pee myself a little. So like, so Levi's is marketing this new brand of jean that has like a perpetual wet spot on it. Yeah, it's just... Just not, a darker, a darker yeah, shade yeah, of like yeah, denim yeah, yeah. that's like blended in. Yeah. And maybe it's got like a pump you can hold in your hand that like when you pump it, Elmer's glue comes out of the stain. Why would you want Elmer's glue? Because it's white and sticky. It looks you could like... probably have something like if if this is as big of a phenomenon as okay, we're talking fine. about. Bavarian cream is that what you want? No, to I just want. There's probably something. I mean, I'm sure that the porn industry has it already. Yeah, it's just caro syrup and <laughs> I don't know. If know. you'd want something like sweet and sticky, like all these fucking bugs around your crotch, like bumblebees and yellow jackets, like fucking around your your uh pants and your nether regions that just <laughs> so, sounds this is a commercial for a wildlife preservation society what i was thinking is the levi's g like creaming your jeans is like seen as a positive reaction to something uh-huh. like it's very respectful sure. to do it to someone who you're <laughs> it's very respectful <laughs> to like a There's celebrity no greater... in some cultures no greater sign of respect <laughs> so but you don't want it's it's but you don't want to like actually walk around all day with like a you know, a stain on your pants. Right. So Levi's markers the jeans that have like a reinforced front with uh-huh. like with like material, like a, a exchangeable material that you can like put uh, into the front. Tear away and then replace the tear away. Yeah, it's like a you. little mini diaper just for your groin. Sure, 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 sure. Or like real or it's like a it's like a pad, like a maxi pad. Sure, sure, yeah. Uh like a but it's real built into the jeans. <laughs> a quick dry they have quick dry denim. Wicks right wicks it away. So like if you really want to like impress someone you can just be like and they would see it, and then it would go away real quick. <laughs> so, yeah, this is Levi's maxi jeans slash quick dry jeans slash pump the cum jeans. Sell, 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 sell. <laughs> Now's the time in the show when we take an email from our friends, our fans, our little goobies. If you want to email us a question, you can email us. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Today's question comes from Tracy. Tracy asks. Yes, that one. <laughs> hey, guys. A huge video gaming manufacturer has come to you because you know the B-Nakes better than anyone. Do we? And the ladies were too busy to do it, and Andy was like, fuck off, you can do it, but don't ask me. Digressing. 
They have decided to do a Mortal Kombat style game, or mm. Smash Brothers, if you will, but I think it would be a little more violent. So they're going to do a Mortal Kombat style game of BNL and some of their song characters, including the band. Who would you have? What would be their special slash finisher? And who would be the unlockable characters? Also, who would you want to play as the most? We can't cover it. This is a lot, right? Yes. So we need ton. to cover the five boys and their finishers. And then we'll do maybe three other characters from the BNU, BNLU, the Medical Ladies <laughs> Universe. The extended, expanded universe. The BNLCU, the Medical Ladies Cinematic Universe, uh, and their finishers. Or what about if uh, the B-Nakes all have finishers from songs that they wrote? Like their their powers are, are character related. Okay. I could be into that. Tyler would be very hard. hard. Yeah. But he wrote in a, a song on Snack Time. Ribbit, ribbit, a whole Okay. So start with Tyler. So... <laughs> Tyler, his finisher is the only. Is that the only song he's ever written for BNL? I, I think it might be. Oh, it's only the song he's like actually sang, sung on. And he did a whole album though of like conceptual music. Like Tyler did. Yeah, it was that dance album that he did. I did not know that. Uh, I've I'm reading through bare, the Bare Naked autobiography, and things are starting to make sense to me now. <laughs> is that a good book? We can't say no because we had the author on, so just say yes, No, actually, please. it's a fine book. Okay, good. It tells you good. all you want to know about the Baronet Ladies. Yeah, which is That's the point, right. yeah. Uh, Tyler Stewart. Um, uh, nope, he, I can't find anything. Maybe he was just talking about it at the time and it never came out. Oh, well, he was in uh, a band called Don't Talk Dance. That's that the one. Okie dokie, Canadian music group made up of Tyler Stewart. Chris Bound from the Bourbon Tabernacle Choir and Jordy Gordy Johnson from Big Sugar. Yeah, so they were. I think they were just instrumentals. That's the one I was talking about. Oh, cool. Nope. So. There's rap by Ed Robertson on the first track of that album. Oh well, how about that? That could be a lot of fun how to about, cover. Nope, we're not covering that. <laughs> how about that? But it does seem like it has a lot, a lot. Most of it is instrumentals. Yeah, most so, of the album. There's a couple. Yeah, so Tyler would have to be the unlockable character because he's got the least amount of species. A cover of Word Up by Ed Robertson and Tyler and Chris Brown. There you go. See? That I fucking just, sounds great. I just blew the barn doors off your fucking mind. <laughs> okay, so what is Tyler? So Tyler, Tyler isn't actually a fighter in there. He's like the uh, Shang Tsung character that gets them all there. So he's in the back. He's in the back. He's one of those like yeah. uh, this 18-bit, 16-bit guys who are just moving a little bit and Here's moving a little thing, bit though, more. Here's the thing, though, is that I, I like the Shang Tsung comparison because Shang Tsung in the game could transform into any of the other fighters. And Tyler mm. is famous for doing cover songs during concerts. He's got his queen thing. So his special is that he almost parodies you. He makes you feel shitty as you're dying by doing your finisher on you. He covers your song. <laughs> exactly. And he can, uh, his power is that he can use any other people's power that was used in the match okay yes perfect so that'd be that'd be a fun character though because like you'd have to like if i don't know ryu throws his fucking hadouken yeah like now tyler can use that too sure so, you have so you'd have to be careful. very you'd have to be very careful about like sure. what moves, moves you use in sure. super moves with tyler okay. he's always watching and is out of curiosity is ryu in the game I absolutely think he is, right? this is bnl versus capcom <laughs> we call mortal yeah well you he said Mortal Kombat, so I guess well, it's Ryu. Yeah, okay. It's Ryu, but it's a mocap Ryu from <laughs> Jesus, the movie. From the Street Fighter, the movie, the game. Yes. Which is a great game. Uh, okay, it's great. I love that one. Uh, Jim. Oh, my God. He's got to have some spider-themed shit spider. going on, right? Yeah, like, he's got the spiders. He's got the... Uh, Vampiric. The, in the drink. In the drink, sort of. I want to drink your blood. Yeah. So Jim is... He's in black and white. Okay. Like the rest of uh, the rest of the games in color, but Jim's character is in black and white, and he drains the colors from the scenes in there because I feel like Jim is sort of like an old timey, like I'm gonna get you, sucker, sort of guy. Like, <laughs> sure. Like he uh, shows up in like a, a fedora and a long smoking jacket. 
He's got his base. He's always got his base. Of and course. he pulls shit out of it. Yeah. It's one of those like Inspector Gadget bases. Maybe he's got, uh, he can throw a noose around your neck and strangle you from this. But song. he doesn't have a body. He just has thousands of spiders. Okay. <laughs> so he's Spider's Man. He can like burst into spiders and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah, I like all of those. Okay. Uh, what's his finisher? That's all we need to do is their finishers. We don't need to do the whole well, thing. His finisher is that he like crawls inside your mouth and then you explode. Okay. His, all of his spiders crawl inside yeah, your mouth. Yeah, so it's just okay. a, his, his clothes are gone and it sure. explodes. And then, it. then it's a, then, oh, it's like the, the funny thing, like the babalities or whatever. They yeah. explode and then the spiders recoalesce into Jim's bodies, but he's naked. Uh, he's just covering oh, his little body. And he, like, he kind of shuffles off the, yeah, shuffles yeah, off the screen. Yeah, just like rampage. Yeah, okay, yes. got it. Uh, Perfect. Uh, who are we missing? Kevin. We're missing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't started. Uh, Kevin. Kevin can he call makes... upon the hidden sun. Yes. So he does like a he does his opening move, and then like this huge bolt of dark energy mm-hmm. the hit for the hidden sun, and the screen gets lighter, and it just like sure. fa- everyone fades out. Just like reptile can turn invisible, he can vanishing as well. Yes, that's uh, another Kevin move. Yes. Um, uh... and his finisher is of course. Oh, it can't be a hurt bird. Uh, it has I thought it was going to be the hidden sun as the finisher. Which oh, is yeah, gonna, the hidden sun is he just calls upon the the sun sure. in, the sun inside you that never does any harm to anyone until oh. he unleashes it. Oh, so maybe it doesn't come from above. Maybe he he creates uh, a sun inside yes, of you. Yes, yes. It's like yeah. one of those things where it burns you from the like inside. the villain gets hit with like the 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 super weapon and anything, and like you can see them like they don't not, doesn't affect them immediately, but then you see like these like cracks, like oh, lava cracks running through, and they're like trying to hold themselves together and then yeah. explode. Yeah, blood and gore everywhere. Love it. Uh, Ed. Burning gore. Oh, burning gore. Hunk of hunk of burning gore. Um, boy, Ed is so down homey. It's hard to think of. I was thinking like uh, um, Ed, a lot of people, well, Ed is the kind of guy who brings other people into his matches. Like he's a tag guy. I hate to tell you this, but Ed is actually the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. <sighs> I don't understand. <laughs> well, you soon will, my friend. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's got a, he's all over the fucking place. Right. So I know what his finisher is going to be. Uh-huh. Which is? Uh, the nothing's happening and then somebody falls from off screen and just smashes you because like a he's a window washer and he falls from up high okay 9.8 straight down uh okay good i like that and then he always got a family his his like win pose is that he laughs at your funeral i like that yeah okay (laughs) it just cuts to your funeral (laughs) every time ed beats you it's like a cg it goes like an fmv sequence well every time ed beats you he he extemporizes a rap about the battle (laughs) you threw a fireball but i dodged it willingly (laughs) did you know that you were such a silly b <laughs> uh stevie p uh what is stevie p all about uh, uh well stevie p dates it's stevie p it turns into a dating sim we already did the dating sim. i know but i can't think of anything else he i think stevie he destroys p, you emotionally stevie p what he does is when he beats you um he touches your forehead and then you start to shake and then you turn into another stevie p you turn into <laughs> one of the clones from the call and answer video uh or depending on his costume maybe you turn into him from break your heart the lady the ladyverse the ladyverse somewhere in the ladyverse Verse. yes because yeah uh, it's not all the bare naked ladies but it's just mostly the bare naked ladies yeah. it's like 80 percent bare naked ladies and then yeah. there's other people too yeah uh yeah do we have to do three other characters or are we good um, gordon well uh, they have to do the unlockable character Gordon turns you into fruit what gordon the alien? alien yeah he turns you into fruit what he's is fruit a, he's a he's like a like a in a tekken where you can unlock gone okay so nobody so, can hit him yeah he's, he's, too he's fucking small <laughs> he just like spins around <laughs> yeah all of his moves are like uh dance move like <laughs> it's just all uh spins interpretive a, dance yeah he just like starts falling down and sure. rolling on the ground yeah, and Dr. being Moscanovich weird style. yeah 
Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, who else is a bare naked lady extended universe character? I guess Vangonzo. Yeah, I mean, we always we always lean on Vangonzo pretty hard. Vangonzo. but I mean, he's the perfect character. Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, obviously. We could go with Brian Wilson. Brian. <laughs> literal Brian Wilson. <laughs> the literal Brian Wilson. Uh, what would Brian Wilson's finisher be? Uh, he would ride a sweet wave. Okay. Um, and crush you on his surfboard. Well, I mean, he's a surf rocker, but he's not. I don't think he's a surfer surfer. But. Sure. What about David Pepper? <laughs> the narrator from, uh, I think it was... Uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club. <laughs> I think he was the narrator from Cell, Cell, Cell. <laughs> was it David, David, Pe- Pepper? David Pepper? <laughs> you made it up. I don't know. I think all the anti-war songs, War on Drugs, Cell, 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 Helicopters, mm-hmm. is just like the fucking military character, right? So he's the... the his name is David Pepper, and he's like wearing guile. an infinite number of flak jackets, and he can shoot you to death or drop a helicopter on you. He just brings a gun to the fight, so he wins. He win- Well, unlike in Curtis Stryker brought a gun to the pretend. fight, and he didn't always win. Um, he, of course, from... Was his name Curtis Stryker in Mortal Kombat? But you can block the bullets just by crossing your arms. Which you can do for in- David Pepper as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, that's three characters. Brian Wilson, David Pepper, and Gordon. <laughs> that's fine. Who did a good job. Tracy, did we do a good job? Please tell us who did a good, good job. good job, baby boys. <laughs> Hashtag no, 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 baby boys. Well, the unlockable character has to be Andy Cregan. Like, you can unlock Andy. We can do that. And he doesn't really do anything. Just... His finisher is he walks off the screen well, and never comes he back. He doesn't fight. He yeah. doesn't participate. He only participates in, uh, you know, like the ladder. It's only in the first, like, two rounds, and then sure. he leaves the game. Yeah. If you ever do his finishing move, you can never select his character <laughs> again. It deletes his data from the disc. <laughs> Okay, Ev. Hey, man. We did done did it. Good. Get Another out. successful Get epo. out of here. We're doing everything for everyone at this point. We are literally doing that. Yeah. We're doing everything for no one at this point, to be honest. Uh, Evan, you can get with us on Twitter at I can Been Done Pod. You can get with us on Facebook. It's all been done American Ladies Podcast or at Been Done Pod on Facebook, I think, as well. You can review us on iTunes. In fact, no. we've gotten two reviews no. on iTunes. They didn't leave it. They're both five star reviews. They didn't oh. leave any text, though. My perfect favorite reviews. <laughs> Thank you, whoever left those two Boo. reviews. I 100% repeat you. I want to hear. I repeat you. <laughs> I am. I'm doing it right now. Uh, I want to hear some reviews where they're. Five star reviews, but I want you to treat them like they're one star reviews. So five stars. These idiots don't know shit about the bare naked ladies. I love when I see those reviews on Amazon where people who don't know how to use Amazon, like five stars. My product never came and it was broken <laughs> when it did. Um Ebo, yeah. what you got going on? I got a Columbus Podcast Award. Which by the time this came comes out will have long passed. Did we win? I don't know. Did we lose? I don't know. It remains to be seen. Can't wait to see. How do you? How did? Who put this shit together? Uh, David Columbus. We are one of two people in our category. If we lose, it's no, there were like be... seven or eight other people in our category. It was like us and like some. No, there were there were a ton. Church him podcast. I don't think... Do you remember anything ever? <laughs> ever. No. There were at least six or seven other podcasts in are our we category. Winning? I don't know. Ugh, I hope we win. I don't want to go to this podcast festival and then lose. It'll be. I have a tiny child. Every moment with him, I love. And to be without him for two hours, if I'm not getting accolades, what's the point? I'll cheer for you. Thank you. No matter who wins, let's cheer for each other. You could do a Kanye Taylor Swift moment where you go up and... I love that. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. But it has to be during a different category. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be during... As Jared Anderson collects the 
spooky themed crypto naturalist podcast award well will our friend be there i'm gonna let you finish okay good <laughs> all right ev it's been a good week it's been one week it's been one week and it will be one more until i see you again until i see you again until that day i'm saker i'm Evan. and we'll see you again in one week